Welcome to the Deep End Podcast. I'm Jane Mills. Each week I interview a person who swims at a public pool to find out a little about their lives. In essence, it's a look behind the goggles. You can find interview details, show notes and subscribe to this podcast on my website www.thedeependpodcast.com.au Welcome to The Deep End, Susan, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. So today I'm talking with Susan Berg, who is a swimmer. And I met her at the pool a few weeks ago. But Susan's actually here today talking about her swim across the English Channel, which she's about to do in August, and some of the details of that. And also tell us a little bit more about her life and what led her to swimming or back to swimming. Mm. So um, tell us about your channel swim, Susan. What What's happening with that? So that's taking place in August. Our window of opportunity is between the 17th and the 27th. So we've been, I've been training for over a year for it now. It is a relay swim, so there's four of us in the team. Oh, okay. Uh, It's still highly regulated to make sure that you stick with with the rules and regulations. Mm. But uh, with a a four-person relay, it's one person in for an hour, the next person in for an hour, and you rotate uh, until you get from, you know, England to France. It, uh, it is a matter that I believe that more relays fail than solos. Oh, okay. And I think that's a matter of um, people getting seasickness. From sitting on the boat. Yeah, from being on the three boat. hours on the boat. Yeah. yeah. Um, so how, hmm. what's the distance you need to swim for the English Channel? If, well, if you were doing a straight line, I think it's about 35 kilometres. Mm-hmm. But because obviously with, with tides, etc., yeah. it's uh, possibly closer to the, the 50 kilometres. Mm. So divided between four people, uh, we do have, uh, I believe, uh, two stronger swimmers and then uh, myself, I'd be (laughs) possibly the slowest one of the group. Um, So I guess it's all relevant to how fast your swim is, to who's going to be doing the most amount of kilometres. But I would anticipate doing, you know, 10 10 to 12 kilometres myself. Mm. Well, a lot of training obviously involved in that. Now, this morning you haven't done a pool swim, but you've swum down at the bay? At Half Moon Bay, yes. So I basically swim almost every morning down at Half Moon Bay. Even in six degrees temperatures? All of it. I think last year, I think the lowest it got to was about 8.5. In the water? In the the water. water. So it is is a bit of brain freeze. We don't wear wetsuits. It is bathers only. Uh, And I, I did find that the temperature had gone down considerably this morning. So there was a bit of pain behind the eyes for the first you know 100 or 200 meters before my body kind of acclimatized and and got into it so I am I am uh, out in the bay almost every morning and then squad training in the evenings right so I'm doing that not as often as I should Uh, I should be doing three sessions a week Mm. I'm at one trying to get it up to two right okay well better than haven't started yet that's all right now um I understand that your swimming journey is quite, well, had a, a very tragic start. It did, yes, yeah. So um, I actually only started swimming two years ago mm-hmm. uh, after having a fear, a, a really crippling fear of water for 30 years. 
So um, when I was 15, I was out in a boat with my parents and my brother and the boat sank. And uh, it happened at night out in Western Port Bay, and uh, and I was the only one that survived that that accident. Uh, it was uh, <laughs> describing what happened on the night. Uh, the boat went down as it was getting dark, and um, there were no passing boats, so we realised we had to start swimming towards land. Uh, my father got into difficulty not long after we'd let go of the boat, so my brother went to go and help my dad. And, which, and you were 15 at the time? I was 15, right? yes. Yeah, my brother was 16. Wow. Um, and I, I told Mum to keep up with me, uh, but the more I kept swimming, I was just getting further and further ahead. Yeah. So after a while, I said that I'd go ahead for help. And it was dark at It was time? dark, yeah. It oh, was dark and terrifying. the wind had picked up and so it was, quite, it was, it was really wavy. And it was one of those situations where I actually lost all contact with my family and, and I couldn't see them. And at one time I turned around and was looking for them, but the moon kind of on the water starts at you and it kind of shines out like a spotlight. Mm -hmm. And with the waves and, and the darkness, I just, I couldn't see them. And so I kept swimming and after... Did you have an idea of which direction you were going at least? Were you, I mean, obviously you were trying to get to shore, mm. but... In all the, I could see mm -hmm. was the silhouette of land in the distance. Right. So, so that's all I could going, see. Going. So I kept going, got to the point where um, it, it got too shallow to be able to swim, but I couldn't stand up and walk because it was too muddy and I'd sink down to, um, oh. to my knees. So oh I had God. to go on hands and knees and crawl. So oh I'd, my on my hands and knees I'd, I'd crawl and I'd count to mm. 100 and then I'd turn around and I'd sit with my back to the land and my legs outstretched um, on my bottom and I'd use my hands to, to push oh, myself. How frustrating. Um, you so must have been just going, what is going on? Oh, well, that, that was that was difficult. Like, I was yeah. just rotating over and over and then ended up and on a sandbank. And you had a life vest on, did you? I did have a life yeah. vest on. It was... not. They're totally different now. The way oh, they were okay. made back then, it was very big and bulky. So I really struggled to swim. It was choking me. Yeah, so I yeah. wasn't able to swim using Floating my up arms. Under your jaw. That's right. Mm. It was yeah. It was choking. So I had to swim, holding on to the um, the life jacket and pulling it down away from my throat so that I could at least breathe. Yeah. So I was only kicking with my legs. Um, eventually, <laughs> I kind of glued to a muddy sandbank as well and thinking how am I ever going to get off here? Yes but I, ha well, I had to get off the sandbank and there was still a few hundred metres right. before land mm. so um, and that was back to crawling then to get back off the sandbank mm. and um, started swimming and then I ended up in really thick mud that was like quicksand and um, I it, the, that came up past my thighs you know closer to my, my oh, waist wow. area and it was just it was sucking me down literally mm. like a vacuum sucking mm. me down and I was grabbing onto shrubs and sticks and anything that was poking up through the mm. mud and they were just snapping off in my hands. So eventually I managed to get um, out of the, the quicksand and, and get to harder ground. And, um, and I got there and I thought that there'd be cars and houses and shops and, you know, at the yeah. mainland. Right it wasn't the, the mainland. Oh. I had ended up on French Island. Oh, my gosh. So I don't know. Practically deserted. It, it is. So, you know, some people 
uh, are aware of French Island, others aren't, so I'll just give you a, a brief description. Mm-hmm. It's double the size of Phillip Island. Oh, okay. Yeah, but yet yeah, only 60 people live there. Oh, 60. Yeah. And was that at that time when you were there, that was 60 yes. people? Yeah. Yeah, wow. so it's an old prison island. Mm-hmm. They used to have a prison over there, which was, you know, perfect that they couldn't really have prisoners escaping. No, because of um, that muddy sand. That's right. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, the treacherous surroundings and, you know, sharks out in the bay. There's oh. loads of sharks out in Western Port Bay. Were you thinking about that uh, when you were swimming? 100%. Oh. In fact, um, at one stage I had a whole load of birds, and I mean loads of them, and they were circling above me and mm-hmm. they were screeching at me. And um, and it was night time, so, you yeah. know, they should have nested for the yeah, night. Yeah, that's right. And I was positive that they were just waiting for the sharks to attack and that they were then going to come down and just pick up the pieces that we were left behind. We found a big fish. Yeah, <laughs> so um, the, oh, that was terrifying. It really oh. was, yeah. The whole the whole night Oh, everything, was terrifying. Like, because you would be panicking for your parents, your mm. brother, panicking for yourself and how mm. you're going to get ashore. And the must have just been, oh, I couldn't even imagine and must be hard to explain to people yeah. the fear and the terror that would have gone on. Yeah, so I was lucky when I uh, got to the island, I found a house within a few kilometres. And uh, if I hadn't found that... How did you get the strength to even keep going? Yeah, yeah, there was no choice. It wasn't an option. My family was still out in the water. So um, I was dead tired by this time. I'd Mm. been, you know, swimming and going through the mud for three and a half hours. It was all together. Wow. Um, And I arrived at land around 11 o'clock at night. Um... So yes, it, I was tired, but you, when you're in that kind of situation where your family's still out missing, you just, there's no option, you just keep going. So mm-hmm. I, I was lucky enough to find a house within a few kilometres. If I hadn't found that house, there wasn't another one for 30 kilometres after that. Oh wow, and luckily somebody was there. Yes, yeah. yes, so I think they were a bit surprised to have someone knock on their window at, at 11 o'clock at night and they opened the door and there I was in a life jacket and covered in mud. and. Yeah. So it's uh, pretty obvious where I had come from. Mm. And um, luckily it was a retired doctor and his wife and he made sure that I was physically okay. And then um, Mrs Forbes put me in the shower and I just hopped in the shower and just cried. Like, you know, I felt so guilty that I was in this beautiful warm water and, you know, my family was still missing out out in the freezing cold sea. Mm. And you would probably be thinking... I have to quickly go and find them. Yes, yeah. yeah. But so it's dark and the Forbes had organised. Really. Yeah, so they they called the rescue yep. um, team and uh, a helicopter was on its way over to me at the island while mm-hmm. I was having the shower and um, it arrived and and the helicopter took me up uh, and over the bay and and shone a light down onto the bay, but it was just like a tiny white dot in this yeah. huge black sea. Um, yeah. You know, it was. It, it felt like it made no difference. And like looking into the night sky and oh, saying, find something. And, yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I did desperately search, but I, I couldn't find them. I couldn't see them. And eventually uh, the pilot said that he was going to take me back to Hastings Police Station, which, you know, I begged him not to. I wanted to keep on looking. Yeah. Um, but he said that I was required back, so... Um, yeah. He took me back to the police station and they found them the following morning and, oh. you know, mum first, they found mum on crawfish rocks right. and um, an hour and a half later they found my father and then half an hour after that my brother, but um, yeah, they oh. hadn't made it. It's so sad. Mm. 
Yeah. Sorry. You okay? <laughs> yeah. I imagine that like talking about this is you've often done it I know but it's mm. still very mm. painful no, you relive it each you know whenever you talk about it you yeah. relive it it's um sure. it's not just a story it's a memory that you that's right um you live through mm. I know. and being yeah as you were saying you were trying to save them doing your very best and to mm. be unsuccessful you would must have felt you know what? What could I have done better? Oh, or more absolutely. Or I um I actually went through survivor guilt and I blamed myself for their deaths. Wow. Uh, I'd been the person who was driving the boat at the oh. time that it sank. Um, I was the person who'd left them to go ahead for help. You know, I, I hadn't been able to find them from the helicopter, and I was the only one that lived. Yeah. So everything about it, I just blamed myself and uh but you didn't crash the boat like the boat you nothing no, happened with the boat no and i, I it was I, your fault no and i understand that now mm. i understand now that it wasn't my fault it was just a tragic accident mm. um but at the time yeah i can i considered that i was responsible definitely um and so i just then went on a massive path of self-destruction oh no <laughs> trying yeah. to do anything and everything to punish myself for I suppose, you know, that coinciding it with teenage years mm. as well as, mm. as that happening, it's probably a recipe for disaster. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think <laughs> my, my life was... My 15-year-old self wasn't that great either. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was a disaster for many, many years, that's for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, with that came a uh, uh, yeah, real crippling fear of water. So I didn't go near water Right. after that. No, I, I didn't go to the pool. I didn't go to the beach. Uh, my poor son, who's now 27, mm. uh, grew up never going to the beach. Oh, it okay. Was, no surfer dude for no, you. No, no, it was just, it wasn't something that was even um, an option on a hot day. I did, it didn't even occur to me in my mind, it's a hot day, let's go to the beach. That was, no. It was just out. Yeah. So uh, thankfully my son became an ice hockey player, so oh, hot days wow. we'd spend in yeah. an ice hockey rink. <laughs> Oh, well, there you go. Mm. So he's 25, did you say? 27, 27. yes. My son's birth, William, I, I named him after my brother, mm. uh, was a turning point for me to find some kind of happiness again. Yeah. So that was when I, I had him when I was 20. Mm. And uh, But even then, I, I still wasn't happy for many, many years. I, I'd say it's possibly only the last seven to ten years that I've really managed to turn everything around right. and and been able to let go of it all I think uh, I actually uh, wrote a book about oh, yes. the whole accident and, yeah. and what had happened in my life story basically mm. um, up to the age of, of 40 and I think putting it all down on paper for me was like the last piece of a jigsaw puzzle to be able to let it go yeah people say it's very cathartic to mm. be able to just take it out of you and put it down so you've mm. still got it obviously but it's not grinding away inside you yeah 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 and I think with the whole writing process it really made me look at my life my mm. behavior yeah. um the things that you know I had done throughout the the course of my 40 years and uh and look at the person who I was and 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 to then look at is is this who I want to be what kind of changes do I want to make personally to be the person that, you know, I wanted to be? So the, the whole thing wasn't just a matter of putting down my story. And I put it all down, the good, the bad and the ugly. You know, mm. I, I didn't try and act like, you know, make out like I was an angel or any of that. Uh, I put it all down as it was. And, uh, and yeah, I think then it really made me stop and reassess things as well. And uh, 
it's it brought on a new a new feeling of freedom within myself that yeah. I can be who I am and and uh, I don't feel the need to try and be what other people want me to be. Mm. I can just be me. That's good. Mm. So you've taken what what is in a sense a, a tragic situation and you've really transformed it now and I know that you've been on a few um, news and radio programs and things. What what else do you do? for that you've been doing some speaking as yes well? yes yeah. I do I've, I've been doing a fair bit of that um, which is great you know the funniest thing is my three main fears in life mm. were water mm. sharks mm. and public speaking <laughs> and now and now it's like they're, they're the three things Bring that I'm on. surrounded by all the time well hopefully I'm not surrounded by the sharks no. but I'm uh, it, it's it's amazing how your greatest fears can end up being things that are your greatest strengths mm. Um, so I, I do a fair bit of public speaking now and what I love about that is the amount of people that you connect with yep. and they come up and they then share their story with mm. you and, and, and tell you how, um, you know, if, if they take something out of your story or, or your own life experiences that then helps them, that is, that's so beautiful to, yeah. to feel that you can give something to other people, even if it's just the the um the knowledge that they're not alone yeah that yes they're struggling in life or they've had difficult experiences but they're not alone and they and they can move on they can put difficult times behind them they can still live a really happy and fulfilling life mm. going ahead yeah yeah sometimes people in loss they feel like they've lost everything but mm. if you can show them that you've lost that part but you've still got a whole lot mm. to give and to learn that's good and I find um, you know listening to people like yourself or other people who have had you know tragic circumstances it sometimes it's nice to reflect back on your own life and think gee I've got it good or, <laughs> like, I should really you know be more grateful for what I do have and mm. and um, take stock of the life that I have rather than complaining about anything and that's the key word is being grateful mm. and I you know I look at it now um, I and another turning point in my life I had a, a friend killed in front of me and I think that for me was another turning point where I looked at, at life and thought I've really got to be grateful every single day that you know I am still alive and and I think then it was a matter of every day I look at well what am I grateful for today yeah. And even if it's the small things, like I go down a half moon bay and I look at, out at the amazing scenery of the beautiful cliffs and the sunken Cerberus, and I just think, well, I'm grateful for that. I'm, I'm grateful for the, the beauty that's around, you know, the blue sky, the, the green of the trees and the grass, you know, simple things. Yeah. So I had no plans of um, facing my fear of water mm. until um, after my book was published, I met a gentleman and, and became friends with him he was kind of like a mentor mm. to me and he challenged me to face my fear of water and swim the lawn peter pub oh and in the process race not just for... come and do a hundred you know meters in the pool no no <laughs> i wish that was no i don't um and he said you know in the process you know raising funds for domestic violence so oh, i thought nice. yeah that's a great idea yeah, yeah. and then afterwards it was like oh my goodness what have i just said yes to like mm. So I can't swim. Going from uh, no, no swimming. Well, you know, you could swim yeah. to save yourself. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did swim as a teenager, but I didn't right. swim from that night onwards. I didn't yeah, swim. Yeah. So I started off in the pool. So it's 30 years of no swimming. No swimming. Mm -hmm. 
And I started off in the pool and not even half a lap of a 25 metre pool and my anxiety oh, was through the roof. Yes. Like I just, I got to the end of, of one lap and I took four minutes or so to just get, get my heart rate down, mm. my, my like panic attacks. I was having mm. massive panic attacks. Um, and he, I'd been challenged initially to do 30 laps, like train each day doing 30 laps of the 25 metre pool. Yeah. And at the most, I could do two freestyle, mm-hmm. and that was it. The anxiety was too much. So the rest yeah. of them, I did breaststroke, backstroke, side stroke, anything but freestyle. Um, and after about four months of just really little progress, oh, you're pushing yourself though, that's very good that you kept oh. persisting because a lot of people would have just given up after oh, three or four times. <laughs> I wanted to. I can yeah. tell you that. I, I did had... you have somebody coming with you? No, no, oh, no, no, okay. no. I was doing it on my own. Wow. Um, and after the four months of not really feeling like I was progressing, I went to my doctor and asked if I was allowed to take Valium before I swam to right. try and help calm yeah. my nerves. But I think she thought I was crazy because she said, no, that was definitely not an option. <laughs> and that I had to just persevere. So mm. Because was... breathing and swimming are so linked and on a small... I've had a, a little anxiety attack and if you can't get your breathing mm. right and you're trying to swim at the same time yeah it's a disaster you're literally just thinking what am i doing so i can yeah, imagine it's, like, it's difficult yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> on that small level you can't you can't do both you can't be having an anxiety, anxiety attack, attack and, and swim <laughs> mutually exclusive <laughs> it was very difficult so yeah then i was uh, challenged to go down and start swimming in the bay and uh, I googled, you know, bay swimmers and, and found a group down at Black Rock at Half mm. Moon Bay. And I went down there and met the guy that ran the swimming group and his name's Peter Hendricks. And he said, I'm a coach, I'll take on your coaching free of charge and I will have you prepared to do the Peter Pub. You know, I had 14 months to try and, and he said, yeah. I will have you ready. Yeah. And uh, I wasn't convinced. Not mm-hmm. because of his ability as a coach, but because of my yes. my fear. Yeah, you're like, don't you know what's happened yes, to me? Yes, yeah, yeah. And I did, I did give him the background information. Mm. And he was just amazing. Like, he helped me work through my fear and what had happened in the past. Even things like he'd say, you know, when we were out in the water, out in the bay, he'd say, don't imagine, you know, how your parents died in the water. Mm. Just remember that, you're, you know, look at it as that every time you're in the water, you're being reunited with them. Oh, okay. And I thought that was such a beautiful way of yeah. of looking at it, to look at it in a positive light rather yeah. than in a negative light. Mm. So he worked on my emotional um, side of it as well as my technique and um, yeah. actual, you know, fitness. Mm. And he swam with me every single morning wow. down uh, in the bay and, yeah, even throughout winter when it was cold, he... Yeah. And he, uh, he got me prepared, so it's I'm so grateful to too. him for that. So it's, mm. it is nice to just think, look look what's on my doorstep and mm. to be able to go out and embrace that and, and then achieve your goals as well. So how did you go with the Peer to Pub? Great. Yeah. I, um, well, I completed it. Did I, you have a, a bit of an anxiety before you got in the water? I didn't sleep at all the night before. Oh. Yeah, you know, and it's that thing of I think you can't drink too much wine the night before because then you won't sleep well, and then you. And I'm wishing I had drunk now because <laughs> I didn't sleep anyway. So, um, not a wink. So I was tired, but I was ready. Yeah. I had. Um, I couldn't have been any better prepared than what I was. Yeah. 
I still felt nervous, mm. and I think part of that was I knew that the cameras were on me and stuff oh, because you know right. SBS Insight were there filming for mm. for the show, mm. um, and uh, and Sunrise and stuff. So possibly knowing that they were following the whole thing as well, you're kind of swimming 1.2k every stroke, thinking, "Come on, come on, I better, better make it." Yeah. <laughs> but I came in roughly, I think, kind of midway of oh, the, that's great. Uh, or maybe slightly in the second half of, of the group so I wasn't right at the back as I'd expected to be I'd expected to come in close to last so I was I was happy that I didn't um, it's more the other people around you isn't it that sort of hinder your progress if it was just you by yourself or your mate just swimming in in the ocean you'd be fine but yes being surrounded by a hundred other women yeah, yeah. in their little black wet <laughs> yes it is quite it's claustrophobic i found yes because you can't really find your space i totally agree with mm. that yes people are hitting you all over the place mm. and i did do the peter pub again this year and um it's not a relaxing swim that's no. for sure no <laughs> i've moved on now i've done the peter pub a few times but i've been going to um, mount martha and oh, do, yeah, it's yeah. the same okay. distance, but it's so relaxing lately. Well, that's what it's, you need, I think, really don't nice. you? Yes, yes. <laughs> it's a very family. People just sit around on the beach. You walk into the water. You do it, and it's much more low key. You don't have this. Everyone has to drive for two hours to a venue to sort of be. Yeah, up yeah, yeah, yeah. You about. really kind of need to make a weekend of it. I think when you're yeah, going you to do, lawn, yeah. you, you stay there overnight and. Yeah. Yeah, and, no, it's uh, still lovely. I mean, you st it's different with the waves and the ocean as opposed to the bay. Yes. So that's good. Mm. So um, with now, now you've got your swimming under control and you're doing all of this training and doing your um, English Channel training, you have got a GoFundMe account set up, have you? To... I do have a GoFundMe page and that is, it's obviously not a cheap exercise no. to go over and do this, um, this challenge. And because... I am training every day, you know, now morning and evenings. It's, uh, I can only work part-time. So to help with expenses and to get over there and do the challenge, I've got the GoFundMe page. I'll um, leave the details on the end of the podcast or in the notes on the website so people can you. click through to that. That'd and be you lovely. Were, that's okay. And you were saying you were doing another fundraising event coming and up. Yes, yeah, yeah, and this will be fabulous. I've got a cocktail party happening mm -hmm. on the 18th of May, so it's a Friday night. Okay. Uh, 18th of May at the Alex Theatre in St Kilda. Right. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's uh, fully inclusive, you yeah. know, wine, champagne, beer, uh, mm. canapes, entertainment, <laughs> and fabulous raffle prizes oh, and, okay. and, and auction items. Like I've got a Collingwood Guernsey that's all uh, signed by the players. Mm -hmm. I have five nights at a, a villa in Bali. Oh, nice. <laughs> I've got two nights at the Mantra in Lawn. Oh, good. Yeah, I've got a whole range of uh, auction and raffle items that are really, really good items. Mm. So I'm very, I'm very grateful to all the people who have has supported me with yeah. with those items that's mm. good i was just wondering because i've seen you on a motorbike yes <laughs> and i don't really know anything about this but i thought what got you into motorbikes and mm. a, and a motorbike's going to be featured at this auction as well oh look i wish <laughs> i wish that. i'm actually very fortunate to be um uh i don't know the sponsored by honda maybe i'm a brand ambassador for honda so they've uh, provided me with whatever bike I like, and they That's just so look good. after everything with it for me. They're so they're so 
fabulous. So yeah. anyone out there wants to get a new bike, get a Honda. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I started riding when, about, I'd say nearly 20 years ago now. All right. And it started with a guy I was seeing at the time, he yeah. rode a bike. Mm-hmm. Initially I started on the back of his bike as a, um, a pillion and then after a while I was like, no, I, I want to do it myself now. Yeah. So I went out and got my licence and, and now I'm, yeah, I ride regularly. I get women out riding. Mm. My son and I are starting tours overseas where we'll take yeah. people um, away, you know, Vietnam, Thailand and get people out riding. It's the best way to see the world is on two wheels. Well, see, that's my fear too. I don't like bikes. Even I went to Bali last year. Uh-huh. I wouldn't even get on the back of a scooter. Oh, really? Oh, come on. I'll get you on the back of my bike and I'll take you out. We'll go out country somewhere where there's no cars around yeah. and oh, get yeah, some good corners in. It's quite a, um, you know, a different thing. Women on bikes, it's mm. not that common, is it? It's so. certainly increasing. Like when I started 20 years ago, I swear I felt like the only woman mm. on the road. Mm. Uh, but now uh, there's there's more and more women getting involved, and it's fantastic because yeah. it's it's not a man's sport. No, no. It's it's like cycling, you know. It's 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 just a tool or a piece of equipment, so it's not That's something right. that needs to be just for men. It's it's just as as much there for you know females to get involved and enjoy as yeah. as the men do. There you go. Well, well done on your ambassadorship for ah, thank Honda. You. That's thank really you. good. And um, yeah, look really been so great talking with you Susan and I appreciate you revealing you know your story and I'm Thank sorry you. that you're upset and oh, no. oh, makes, you know you're sit- I'm sitting here thinking oh gosh it's so sad and then you're having to tell this story mm. but I'm sure a lot of people will really appreciate it as well. Mm. And, and even and though it is you know there was tragedy in the past mm. and you know, I've, I've been able to accept it and still be happy now do yeah. you know what I mean so yeah, you look like a happy yeah. person you're not just putting on the laughs <laughs> no that's good well thanks so much for Thank your time you. this morning and good luck with the channel swim and Lovely. I'll leave thanks. all the details in the website that'd be great, great. Thank, Thank, you. You. Thank you bye thanks for listening Don't forget, more background info and previous episodes are available on my website. Go to www.thedeependpodcast.com.au